Recruiting is no joke, a live stream and podcast dedicated to the recruitment industry. I'm your host, Joel Algy. Each week, I sit down with leaders in the people space to hear their story, what's going on in the market, and what they see for the future. Remember, this is a live show, so if you're tuning in right now, please say hi and ask questions. If you're listening to the recording, welcome, and I hope that you can join a future live session. Special shout out to Bright Hire and Teal for sponsoring the show. More on that later. But for now, sit back and enjoy the most unpredictable show in TA. What's up, everybody? It's your host here, Joel Lalji. This is Recruiting is No Joke, episode 36, uh, which is kind of crazy. I think episode 36, we're nearly up to episode 50. So uh, we've had a good run. Uh, welcome to everybody who's out there. Like I always say, get in the chat, say hi, let me know where you're coming from. Let me know if you're working for a recruitment company, if you're in HR, let us know what you do. Uh, super excited for today's guest. Um, I really think what we're going to be talking about is really interesting uh, and it's kind of in line with where I'm looking to take the podcast as well. I know I've featured a lot of like internal talent leaders, so people who are running recruitment teams, uh, but I'm going to be featuring more tech and like just upcoming uh, products that are really impacting our industry. So uh, welcome to everybody again. Um, Omar, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on. Why don't you give uh, why don't you give us just a brief intro in to yourself? Um, and then usually I say like, how did you get started in recruitment? Obviously, we're dealing with uh, with something a little bit different. So why don't you just give us kind of a, a, a quick backstory of how you um, kind of got into the TA tech space, HR tech space. I'd love to hear that. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Omar. I live in California. Um, I got into TA honestly by accident. Um, <laughs> so it's the same answer as anybody else then? For the most part, yeah, it is. I, I had no idea how how crazy TA and HR tech is. Um, I uh, met uh, my current co-founder uh, of JobPixel. His name is Anthony Dewar. He had spent uh, around five years at LinkedIn building a lot of uh, uh, their current technology like their job board. Uh, he was a part of a company called Bright.com that okay, LinkedIn yeah. acquired back in 2014. Um, and I had met him and saw this huge growth of TikTok videos um, and different day in the life content that is all over the world now. And we saw an opportunity to build something in this space uh, that didn't exist just yet. And uh, we met, I didn't know what I didn't know when I joined this uh, industry. So lots of learning, connected with awesome people like you, of course. And uh, here I am, uh, living in California, uh, just had a baby five months ago. Hey, uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, and uh, really enjoying uh, running JobPixel and uh, working with all of our amazing customers. So I love that. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Bright Hire. The old way of hiring just doesn't cut it anymore. And my friends at Bright Hire are here to help. BrightHire is the leading interview intelligence platform for improving quality of hire at talent-first companies. Their technology records and transcribes interviews and creates a set of highlights you can revisit and share to streamline the process, improve the candidate experience, and give teams better information to make the best possible hiring decisions. If you're looking to improve your quality of hire and reduce bias in your hiring process, Visit brighthired.com today and let them know Joel sent you. Now back to the episode. Thanks again. 
that uh, that intro. Give us a uh, give us kind of a flavor of job pixel. You know, if you were to give kind of like a, an elevator pitch to any of the recruiters out there, uh, yeah. I'd, love, I'd love to kind of kind of hear that. Super simple. Uh, job pixel lets you collect content video yeah. specifically from hiring managers uh, and other employees talking about why they love their positions. And then we let you use that video content on your career page and your messaging to candidates to boost your engagement. It's really that simple. So we let you use video to get more responses and more candidates to be excited about your jobs. Now, obviously I love video. Anyone who follows me, I mean, we're on a video podcast right now, but if you follow me, I love TikTok. I love um, reels. I just love short form video. Uh, and it's something I've been passionate about in terms of, you know, just kind of building up reputation, uh, recruitment, having that kind of authentic vibe. I'm curious from, from your standpoint, um, like what's, what's the reception, you know, like, let's say you're onboarding a new client, like, are there reservations about, um, from recruiters, like putting themselves out there and like, how do you kind of combat that? Cause that's something I've run across, you know, a fair bit where people just putting themselves on camera aren't necessarily as comfortable. So like, how do you guys get recruiters to the point where they're comfortable, they know what they're doing and, and they're making an impact? I think uh, having the HR hat on is always going to be important, right? Um, so yes, it's it's difficult to get started. But once you get started with JobPixel, it becomes almost like a new thing that the organization does and everybody gets used to it. Uh, have you ever seen uh, there's a video how to start a movement? And I so have not seen that person like dancing in the middle oh, yeah, yeah, okay. field and then one, one another person joins and then another person joins and another person joins and then all of a sudden it goes from one person uh kind of dancing on their own to a massive group of people all dancing and that's what we see with video it always takes uh, one or two people to start with that organization uh to collect you know talk about content but once that happens more and more people start getting really excited to uh, make that content there and then you start getting a rush of content coming in from every client that we work with. So we typically work on those first one or two champions that we find at that organization that are willing to make content. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like specific content. It can be just about why do you love working here? Just give yeah. us a 30 second to 45 second uh, uh, pitch about why you love working here. And then we use that to start harvesting more and more content from other people in the organization, getting them really excited. So we've seen that work really well for us. I know one of the things you mentioned too was like the day in the life videos and yep. I've certainly seen a, a lot of those videos. What do you think, or why do you think that those videos are as powerful and, and just as interesting as they are? Like, what is it about them compared to, uh, you know, like a traditional employer branded kind of career page video uh, that you might find on a career page? I like to be very straightforward. So a lot of <laughs> me too. A lot, a lot of content out there, recruiting videos specifically, are very cringy and overproduced. And yep. people sniff through them really easily. You know, mm. a great example I always like to use is like truck uh, driving positions, right? Being a truck driver, you know, it's an awesome job, but it's hard. It's really difficult. You have to uh, connect your trailer. You have to do so many different things. You have to hop on top of the... Uh, uh, you know, your truck and you get dirty with oil, change the tires, it blows up, all that kind of stuff. And you see a recruiting video for a truck driver and they're <laughs> um, iron shirt, makeup on their face. It's 
people know that's not real. That's not true. Mm, okay. um, you know, and there's so many other industries that we can use as an example when we see these recruiting videos. So we, I think, changed because of TikTok, because of Instagram Reels and the world we live in today. The age of authenticity is what people look for now. They want to hear the real stories uh, behind the specific positions uh, because they don't want to continue getting the same cookie cutter pitch that they hear all the time. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're seeing the adoption of uh, authentic short form video content grow 80% year over year because of that. People are tired of getting sold to. They want to hear the real story and the real people behind them. Yeah. And let me know, guys, I would love to know from uh, from people out there if they're using video in their recruitment or if uh, even if the, the thought of video is like intimidating. I'd just love to hear some of the, some of the thoughts out there. I know Jesse has got a question here. He says, this is interesting. How does this impact agency recruiters? As an agency, we're, we're not interacting with the actual employees. Uh, would the ask be for our clients to find folks who want to make content? So I'm, I'm curious, is that, are you working with agencies too, or are you more on the internal side? And uh, We're currently focused on direct. Uh, I can't share just yet what we're doing. When <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's happening. Um, it is, but Jesse's completely right. It's a completely different relationship. How do you collect content and everything? So uh, we're working on that aspect right now, but currently we're very focused on direct employers, but working on that as time comes. So. So I don't have an answer for you just just yet. I can't share anything uh, on the agency side just just now. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jesse, I mean, look, it's all it's all going to be with video. It's all to do with who you're trying to reach and what the target audience is, right? So if you're if you're like, hey, I want to do video for business development, then you're putting out content that's going to be valuable for potential clients. You know, think about the problems they're solving, how you're going to solve them. Uh, if you're looking for candidates, then I think really what the heart of this is is those authentic videos, so they can connect. So they know, hey, these are the actual people we're going to be working with. And I think this is part of kind of this idea of like employer branding versus like recruitment branding or social selling. Uh, you know, people want authenticity and transparency more than ever before. So like, how do we produce that? Um, I'm, I'm curious too, um, you know, when you're, when you're working with clients, like give us some of the like the, I mean, obviously you can't share like all of like the, the metrics probably off the top of your head, but like what are the types of uh, like areas that are actually impacted, like time to fill, time to hire, like quality of candidate, like what are some of the, the KPIs that you're seeing impacted? So what we track the most is actually the views and the conversion rates. Uh, so we take a, a heavy, almost direct to consumer approach. It's like almost like a shopping cart. Uh, you add content to a website where you're selling, you know, a yo-yo, for example, uh, and add video, you're gonna get more conversions, AKA more people are gonna take an action like purchasing the product. Yeah. What we see that the same happens on the candidate side. If you add video content on a career page, that career page is less boring, which means more people are interested in looking at it, which means their likelihood to apply goes higher. And that's what we see. So we mainly see an increase in conversion rates for those individual uh, customers on those pages that they embed video content in. Uh, and same thing with recruiters. If a recruiter is using video to do outreach, um, like a lot of our awesome customers in healthcare, uh, they'll, they'll start seeing double to triple, uh, you know, increase in uh, their uh, responses from candidates when they're doing sourcing, for example, on LinkedIn Recruiter. So that's what we see. You see more responses and more conversion rates there. Then after that, we don't have as much visibility into what happens at the later of the funnel, but we are building more products and services to actually start tracking there and seeing how we can support there. One of the newest things we're uh, uh, working on right now is onboarding. Uh, how do we allow mm. 
our you know customers to collect video content from uh, five or six people at the organization uh, saying, Joel, welcome to our organization. We're so excited to have you here. And then sending that link out to you after you started the new job and watching all these videos and how impactful is that on you? Is that gonna make you happier that a bunch of people are welcoming into the team? Not, we don't know yet, but we're we're digging into deeper in the funnel right now. No, I love that. Nicole, uh, Nicole has a question as well, which I think is a, a valid question. Is, does this team just edit or do they take their raw footage also? Like, how does it work? So I'm not 100% sure. I mean, you know, maybe you're, you're kind of getting the question here, but just kind of give us an overview. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, I know. I know exactly. So, uh, Nicole, we actually uh, work with the client. Uh, we assign a content success manager uh, with the client when they when they implement JobPixel and we help them with everything from uh, sending the request out to their employees, getting that content, and then branding that content so we can actually put the company's logo, adding some nice background music, but we keep the videos very authentic. But we remove all the ifs and the buts and the ums and just make it a very cohesive story. And then once the customer says thumbs up, uh, then we start deploying them on their websites. So we do help them with the editing. And by the end of the year, we're going to have editing tools built in into JobPixel directly for the customer to do on the fly when they need to. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And what about like in terms of when you're recommending people like when they make videos, like what's the length of the video that they're seeing is most impact? And I guess what what are you kind of hitting on the video? Are you like making it like personalized to each candidate? So saying, hey, I checked out your profile. This is why you'd be a good fit. Is it is it kind of like a universal video? Walk us through a little bit of that. So um, what I'm we hitting you with all these questions. I love it. No, I love it. Keep them going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so the sweet spot we've seen. Joel, you you do content a lot. So 30 to 45 seconds where we see the sweet spot happen. Yeah. Right. You don't want the video to be too long. Nobody's gonna be sitting in front and just watching a bobblehead talk for too long. Um and then you don't do you, want do you, to do you know like the like the drop-off rate or like the because I think it's just helpful in general. Like what's the average drop-off rate that you see? So what do you mean by drop-off rate? Like do you do you have like the data of like how much of each video that people are watching or like the average like let's say if it's a 30 second video people are dropping off at 20 seconds or 25 or they're just watching the whole video most people watch the whole video because there's a call to action at the end uh okay yeah so you see uh but what we've noticed is if the video is longer people tend to stop in the middle of it or at that 30 to 45 second mark and if the video is a minute so they missed the last 15 or 30 seconds and you don't want that so you want to keep the video very short so when someone watches it they get the entire picture and then can take whatever call to action that they need to do after um so that's what we've seen but 30 45 seconds is where we see the most engagement yep and then I, I would i mean that's what we see on social media too right especially i think when you're first creating content it's shorter is better because people don't know you um yeah. and then obviously you know if you're if you're creating a youtube channel you're going to have it longer but that's why these shorts are so impactful and i'm always telling people make your first three seconds count like the headline introduction and then the main part of the video and if you can get them through three to four seconds generally speaking they will watch the rest of the video uh curious like why do you think it has taken like hr recruitment as long as it has to kind of adapt to video whereas you look at marketing or sales it seems like that was a pretty easy you know it's a pretty easy thing and like i think most marketers would agree that you know video i think it's like 97 percent of marketers use video as part of their strategy uh, but we haven't seen that same adoption in hr and ta so like why do you think that is like what is it mindset what why is that so it's it's actually kind of a sad reality that i i hope we're seeing a little bit of change happen where 
HR and talent acquisition are seen as a cost center for organizations. They're not seen as an, a place where people need to add more investments and more, uh, uh, you know, actual attention and money, et cetera. So HR teams tend to be more risk averse. Um, yeah. so when that happens, um, essentially it makes it really difficult uh, for, uh, you know, people to come in and say, Hey, here's the project we want to invest in and all that sales and marketing. They come in and say, oh, we want to buy this video tech that will help us get more conversion rates. More conversion rates mean more money for the company. So everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. Here's more budget to go do whatever you need to do. With TA and HR, that line is really blurred. You don't know what the actual ROI is because HR is not given a seat on the table to actually measure what does it look like when I have better talent at our company? What does it mean from a number standpoint? And we're finally getting to a place where more chief people officers, more, um, you know, uh, human resources officers, um, VPs of talent, VPs of HR are coming into the conversation and saying, hey, we're not just another cost center where, you know, you hire people and then that's it. We actually show you the ROI of what happens when you implement a great talent strategy. So that's what has delayed HR and the industry a lot to adopt things like this because they've never been given a seat on the table. And I feel like it's starting to change more and more by the day. Um, on top of that, what has happened in the last couple of years, we had like the craziest talent market on the planet and then yeah, then layoffs and then a lot of people not really willing to go to those uh, hourly jobs as much. They're more looking for remote positions and all that. That's forcing organizations saying, look, it's no longer easy to find talent and we need to double down, triple down um, on our strategies and our spend to invest and get people excited to come work for organizations. I'm, you know, you, Joel, I'm sure you've, uh, you know, drove around or walked around a mall and you've seen hiring uh, needed or help needed signs everywhere. It's a yeah. true problem. It's really happening. And a lot of organizations are realizing that. And now they're making the investments uh, to make sure that they avoid that. Curious too, because I mean, you, you guys are obviously working with like hospitals and, and uh, it sounds like potentially, you know, logistics companies that are hiring truck drivers, these high volume roles, um, which to me, those are the roles which are extremely difficult to hire on because it's hard to, uh, you know, understand like the EVP or like the value proposition. You know, I just think of like a, a manufacturing shop floor worker, fifteen dollars an hour. Let's say someone else comes along and goes, "Hey, I'll give you seventeen. Great, I'll leave." Like, there's not necessarily that same um, kind of attachment to the mission or the value, those, those types of things. So, like, how uh, how effective has has the video been? in terms of like those higher volume roles versus corporate and like do you see more impact with high volume versus corporate like what's the difference between between those two kind of job uh buckets if, if you want to call it that yeah high high volume has definitely seen the most impact because of the amount of spend organizations uh you know do from a marketing standpoint right they uh invest a lot of money on different job boards, uh, buying Google ads to drive specific candidates to those landing pages or career page. So that's where we see, because that's the majority of traffic. There's a lot more hourly positions out there. It's 65 to 70% of the United States population, right? So you're going to naturally see a lot more traffic of candidates be in that uh, type of world. And then you're going to see video be as way more impactful there than it is on the corporate positions. Hundred percent, and obviously, Indeed 
<laughs> those prices are skyrocketing right now and uh, i know that's it that's a, yeah. a huge pain point we will uh, need another pod uh, we will need another uh episode just to talk about <laughs> i you know what i think chad and cheese cover that one uh quite quite a bit when i listen to their podcast um but i bet this is a great question here by the jesse you're coming out with some really great questions here and i'm curious about this too like how do you keep the the video grounded in authenticity um you know, obviously, and I know this too, like when people get in front of a camera, they kind of, you do tend to change a little bit. Right. Uh, but then also you add in like marketing and like business, a lot of times they, they want to impact it. So yeah. I guess if you were to look at like, what is first of all, like an authentic video, like what, like what, what does that mean? Right. Cause I think that is a buzzword too, that's thrown around a lot. Yep. I think, uh, uh the story element is what makes a video authentic. Right. This is my story of why I work at this place. Uh, a great example uh, I've recently seen is uh, one of our customers in the healthcare industry, and they uh, requested a video from one of their nurse, current nurses to talk about why she chose this hospital instead of like the other 10 that were offering her position. And uh, she told a story about uh, how uh, while, you know, wrapping up her interview, uh, you know, she saw, you know, a child on the way and, uh, you know, felt really connected to that specific patient and felt like this is the great place. You can't really share that on text. You have to like have somebody tell mm -hmm. a story or why I chose this specific place versus others. Uh, it's a children's hospital. So it affected her deeply and made her actually wanna choose this place instead of others and making a difference in those children's lives. So telling that story and watching that video does so much more than, you know, this, you know, the same stuff that you see all around. Oh, this is why it's great to be a nurse here. It's, you know, it's the same videos that marketing probably had built versus the personal story of that individual person talking about their individual story of why they chose this place versus others. That's what makes a video authentic and real. Yeah. And I, and I love it too, because I think one of the things you said too was like the, it's the production piece as well. And Look, there's a fine line, right? Because you don't necessarily, I could see like a fear coming of like, oh, we don't want these like videos that are like tainting, tainting the brand. But again, I think there has to, you have to, with recruiting, it's like, it's such a human process, right? It's like, you don't deal with, you don't deal with the brand, like Nike doesn't come to you and start speaking. It's a recruiter from Nike. So your first interaction from a recruiting standpoint, maybe it's a chat bot these days, but a lot of times they get to, <laughs> It's yeah. a recruiter, right? You're having that conversation with. Sure. And and so I think that's the piece that I think of. It's like that conversation isn't always, it's not like a perfectly scripted, you know, somebody that's saying the same thing over and over. Obviously you want to have some universality in that, but it's a human connection. And so I think if you're able to scale that and that feeling, um, it, it's huge without just editing out that. And I think production is great, Right. In, in a lot of ways for like branding and marketing. And if you're putting a commercial out in the Super Bowl, you definitely don't want it to necessarily just be a selfie video or. But I think with this, there is that connection. And I think people people lose that that sense of like, hey, I'm dealing with a real person or humans. Um, Caitlin's got a, qu a question here, which I think is interesting. She's asking what advice when you're recruiting for roles that are drowning with burnout issues. So I think I mean, I feel like we're banging on the nursing drum here, but. Nursing is what nursing nursing and healthcare healthcare is one of those industries that a lot of people are migrating out of. So, like, how how do you kind of create a video, or how do you how do you, how can you like market your roles to address those issues, or like I, I guess what, what yeah does that make sense? I mean, it's kind of an no, it question. makes a lot of sense. Uh, thanks for thank you for the question, Caitlin. I think that if your leadership team at 
your hospital system, for example, really cares about work-life balance and they have implemented strategies uh, to address burnout issues and things like that, talk about that in the video in as real as possible. That's where you would see great, uh, you know, uh, there she is, <laughs> she's responded. Uh, yeah, you'll be able to basically uh, explain to them what strategies that your, uh, you know, healthcare, you know, company or organization or hospital system is doing to ensure that a nurse, for example, has a work-life balance. Talk to talk about that in a video. Don't just write it on a website and say, hey, we're a culture of blah, 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 blah. That doesn't really matter. What matters is the real stories and the real strategies that the actual organization is implementing. And then share an example of that, a story of how that specific strategy has affected a current nurse or a current doctor or someone in your healthcare system um, and let them talk about that from their life as a proof point. So when you're reaching out to candidates, they're actually gonna be able to see that and be like, okay, great. This place, I'm, I'm probably not gonna get as burnt out as my previous uh, employer. That's That would be my piece of advice or the way to kind of approach this. Yeah, I love that, I love that. And you, and I know when we had talked to off, uh, offline, you'd mentioned that the, you know a lot of the business is just growing like word of mouth, right? Um, yeah. And so you're not like necessarily like openly like advertising like going after after business. Um, so is that just has it been like referrals or just kind of like you know people catching a buzz? Like where where is that growth stemming from? We're very thankful for having incredible clients. So you know our clients share our content uh, on LinkedIn and their websites and all that. So a lot of times uh, you know in recruiting everybody knows each other. You know this really well, Joel. So when uh, you know, a vendor comes in and they do you really well. Uh, you go to your other recruiting friends and say, hey, you need to check this out. So we get a lot of that. Uh, you know, a lot of our awesome uh, clients come in and say, hey, uh, heard about you from X, Y and Z. Would love to bring video to our organization as well. And it's accelerating by the day. Um, so that's that has been a huge thing. The other thing we do is uh, we brought on an incredible uh, head of content. Her name is Haley O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Haley is unbelievable. Uh, she's one of the most talented people when it comes to content. So she really knows uh, the industry. Um, a lot of people uh, see her post and interact to her, uh, uh, you know, all of her posts that she does. So when she joined Jobpixel, she really cared about like building a great content strategy for Jobpixel that we share out there. So we do everything from polls uh, to celebrations with our new clients. And uh, doing that has been really helpful. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Stop making me blush. Hey, what's up, Haley? Yeah, hey, and I, I've seen those. There are so many, uh, so many people engage with those posts. I know I've, I've seen like the, it's like the remote people jobs and uh, I, I love it. And obviously like, I'm a huge proponent of advertising on social media. I'm still shocked that more people don't do it because it's free. Like you don't have to pay to post on LinkedIn. So I'm like, if your recruitment team is not leveraging LinkedIn, um, I, I don't really know why at this point. And, uh, you know, that, what's the ROI? People know who you are. That's the ROI. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that. And I think, you know, Jesse also said, which I think is really great. You know, it's like a balance between personal experience and tasteful branding. Um, and like, maybe that balance is a little bit of a challenge. But I think one of the things you mentioned earlier, which is super crucial with this, is it gets easier with video. And it's like, I think people really underestimate how much better you get by just doing video. Like video was never my forte until I created a ton of videos on TikTok and now I'm good on video, but I had to just not give up when my videos were cringy or they were awkward. Uh, and so I think 
you get better with it, right? Yep. And then the biggest thing I always tell recruiters specifically, if you find a, a really great, uh, you know, person or a great talent, guess what? You're not the only one reaching out to them. And I will promise you, most of the people that are reaching out to them are probably not, you know, sending the same cookie cutter messaging that they're getting. So when you send them video content, you're already differentiating yourself from almost 95% of the other recruiters that are reaching out to them, meaning your message is going to stick a lot better and it's already differentiated and has a lot more context behind it than saying than the spray and pray approach that we see out there. So think about that next time you're sourcing and looking for talent out there. I think you can, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're able to then get analytics then on that message. So you send out a met because this, this is, I think, a huge differentiator, right? If I send out a text message via whatever channel, I might see if they opened it, yeah. but I'm not going to see like how long they viewed it and those different types of, of metrics. I'm not going to see if they click through. Um, so though those metrics, like how do you use those metrics or how do you think recruiters could use metrics like that just in their overall process? So can you uh, kind of say that question again, Joel? Yeah. So like if I send out like, let's say an in-mail. Okay. I don't even think I can see if somebody opened up the in-mail. Obviously I can see if they've responded to it, but like with you, with, if I send a video message, correct me oh, if I'm wrong, you're so, able yeah, to see. You send the link, right? So when you click, the, the reason we don't send the raw file and send the link is for tracking, right? To be, you, you're, you'll be able to know if somebody actually clicked it, did they play, uh, you know, click play or not. And then whether they took a call, uh, you know, any call to actions or all that. So tracking is really important. So yes, we send it via a link that you can basically add into that. Um, so we, yeah, that's typically how we approach it. I'm not sure on the in-mail whether it like shows or not. Maybe somebody in the comments can let us know. It, it, tell, it tells you if they, they, you know, they have the option, like are you going to decline or are you going to accept? But it's, and I find this too, like this is why I'm big on video in general on social media. Mm -hmm. If I do a text only LinkedIn post, I get impressions. Okay. And I get likes and comments. I can see that when you post a video, you actually get to see how many hours people watched it and you actually get to see how engaged. And so then you can look at individual viewers, how long they viewed it and you can see how engaged they are. And then you can make better videos. You can't really do that with text. And so I think this is, you know, this is how you get the advantage of people. This is how you get, get better. Right. Everything chat GPT. Well, now, hey, I, I don't know if you saw this, but in my regular LinkedIn, I just noticed today, uh, now it says draft a message by AI. And I hate, you know, obviously there's tons of talk about AI right now, but how crucial do you think it is right now for companies to be considering video just in the lieu of just the amount of messaging that we're going to start to see with how easy tools like AI are just making things in recruitment? Yeah. I think it's going to be 10 times more important, right? Uh, because um, more and more, you know, the chat GPTs of the world are going to continue writing our messages and customizing our, it's going to start showing how everybody is just using those tools to write their next message, right? So having that video content is going to almost become uh, um, needed. It's no longer going to be a nice to have very soon within, I think, a year. Um, so having video content attached to your messaging is going to become more and more important by the day because you're losing that authenticity with it. And again, I, I like AI personally, but you're going to need that soon to continue getting those messages out there to the top talent in the world. Yeah. And again, that's where it's like the branding piece too, like on the socials, right? It's like, I, when I reach out to people, I've been reaching out to people, I get a really high acceptance rate. Yeah. Okay. And it's generally because they've either seen something or they're familiar with me. 
Yep. And I, and I think if you're not thinking about this, guys, like if you're not thinking about how are you scaling just awareness of who you are, familiarity, so you're not just sending out cold stuff, it, it's it's going to be really really hard hard to stand out. Um, how how far how long uh, how far away do you think we are until um, there were just mass adoption of video in the recruitment process? Like if you would just have your crystal ball, like what, what kind of prediction would you make? I would say two to three years, uh, give or take. That would be my prediction because we're seeing huge acceleration in the business that we have right now, um, and more and more organizations. Uh, I think the more organizations you see, um, there's a huge like. Uh, imitation is the best form of flattery and HR tech is probably like one of the industries that is very well known for that. So if your uh, competitor or your neighbor is doing something, their likelihood to do that as well is high. Um, so that's, so I would say two to three years. Got it. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, we got another, another question here and this is probably be the last one because I know we got to both wrap up, but uh, question this is about posting, you know, video on social. So uh, Omar, I'd be curious to get your take. Would you suggest posting videos to mention your job orders and add a little bit of content with it? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So by job orders, you mean job descriptions? Yeah, like if you're if you're on the agency side or like open requisitions, essentially. Yeah. So if you're on the agency side, a job orders for the client internal would just be like, a, a you know, an open job you're working on. I think that's a really smart idea. Honestly, even doing it on your own, uh, you know, creating a quick 30 to 45 second video posting on LinkedIn and saying, Hey everyone, uh, this is Joel. Here's the, the positions that I'm currently hiring for one, two, three, four, five. Here's a quick description for each. Uh, if you're interested, send me a message back and then people can see it on your wall. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And, and I would, you know, there's someone who, uh, I used to work with his name's Jim McGuffin. I'm going to actually tag him on this. He, uh, He's one of the biggest billers at our at, uh, Hirewell, and uh, man, he just he's been making videos for the last like three four years, and everybody just knows him in that industry as like their video guy. And he yep. takes videos in front of like a casino. He goes to like football games, and he's taking videos. He's just known for his videos, and every single video post is about an open job. And uh, it's like, I mean, you just heard that pitch from Omar. It's took that. What did that take? Thirty seconds. So thirty seconds. And then guess what? You can do the rest of your your outbound and everything else you got for the day. So, uh, okay, Omar, where can people reach you? Where's the best place for people to connect? If they're interested in JobPixel, what's what's the game plan here? Like, how, how can they reach out to you? JobPixel.com. Uh, that's our website. And then I'm pasting my LinkedIn right now on there. Uh, just like that. Let's see if it came through. And I'll, I'll go back to this live. I'll tag you in there. Uh, I'm sure, guys, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of requests. So if uh, if you're requesting a connection as well, what I always say, is just be patient. Maybe just drop in a little link like saw you on the on the live show today. Um, but yeah, I think this is, is going to be a great episode, too. So if, if you're listening afterward, guys, go to my LinkedIn. You'll see this on the recent activity um, and you'll find all of Omar's contact information. And definitely keep an eye on JobPixel because, you know, two to three years, I'm with you on this short form video. It's not going away. It is not a fad. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's like the internet. It's not going away. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I love it, man. Any, any kind of uh, last day or any kind of like a message you want to leave people with or anything else that you think we should know about JobPixel before we sign off here? 
Um, really nothing. I just want to say thank you for everything. It means the world uh, to host me on this awesome uh, you know, podcast slash LinkedIn Live. Uh, I watch them a lot, so really excited to be here. And uh, thank you all for the amazing and thoughtful questions. And Joel, keep up your amazing work, man. Like, I love your stuff. It's so good. Uh, uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Stuff. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm just, I think one of the things that makes me the most happy is when I see video and like content and you know, actually being taken seriously within the TA space. So to hear that you've got like enterprise clients that are investing in this, that's music to my ears. I've been a huge proponent. Uh, so I love what you guys are doing. I think this is a super valuable episode. And so guys, remember next week, I'm going to have another guest, but if you want to listen this over, you're going to be able to listen to it. Uh, back on my page, and then I'll make the announcement once this goes live on Spotify and iTunes, and that's where you can find all of the past episodes. So, Omar, thanks so much again, man. Really, uh, really good chatting. Thanks to everybody who commented. So, Jesse, Tiffany, uh, Caitlin, uh, Henry, Charlie, just to name a few. Nicole, you had some great comments in there as well. It's great to see everybody, and we will see you next week. And I'm going to end this broadcast right now. Always takes a second.